Hi mamas, welcome back to another episode of A Mama Like Me, which to me is just a place where us mums can get together to hold a safe space for each other as we navigate this motherhood journey and everything that life throws at us. Hi mamas and whoever's listening, whether you're a mum to be, um, you're not a mum yet, um, or you never want to be a mum. Uh, but you want to hear about these kind of subjects. Merry Christmas to you all. I hope you've all had a lovely festive period. Um, Happy New Year's coming up. Um, I don't know about you, but this festive period literally drained me. In the words of Marla, mm, 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 mm. today drained me. That's how I felt. And it was like, even though it was beautiful, don't get me wrong, like it was my first Christmas as a family. Um, In the past, I would always just let my daughter, my eldest, go to her dad's because him and his partner and her family, they make a really big magical deal about Christmas and they normally go away somewhere, like somewhere local, like Wales or... So yeah, they normally go away and I'd... It just used to be me and her um, in our household. And I don't really have a big, massive family. And the family that I do have, we're, like, estranged. I'm not around them. So Christmas was always going to be boring for her if she stayed with me. Um, And I'm big on her having the best experience possible over my personal feelings. So I always used to just let her go to her dad's. Um, But... Given this year, she's got a sibling now on my side for the first time. So it would be Skylar's first Christmas. And um, obviously we're a family with my partner. It was our first Christmas as a family and it was nice. It was just small, like we normally go to his mum's. We had dinner together. And then for the second part of Christmas Day, my best friend and her daughter, who's my daughter's best friend, came over. We had another dinner and then my best friend and my partner and me we just had a drink and 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 had a laugh and stuff and it was really nice it was but I feel like the run-up to Christmas bulldozed me so then post-Christmas I was just like I wish I could sleep for a week but I literally can't because I'm a mom um which brings me to the conversation of the mental and physical load on mothers when it comes to special occasions. But especially, I'm going to talk about Christmas. So for me, like, I have a cake business and I, at the last minute, decided to do Christmas Eve boxes at request of a woman who orders from me. And I'm not even a Christmas Eve box mom myself. Like, my daughter didn't have one because it would be a waste she doesn't really eat chocolate and cakes. Like she thinks she does, but she doesn't. But anyway, it was only moms that ordered. It was moms ordering Christmas Eve boxes for their kids. And then also during the Christmas period, when you were looking on social media, you've got your elf and the shelf moms. I'm not an elf and the shelf mom either. Um, but I have to say kudos and shout out to you, elf and the shelf moms, because... The fact that you have to, on top of everything else that we already have to remember, we're remembering, whether it be delayed remembering, 
but you were remembering and thinking of, of all these scenarios and moving the elf every morning, like, honestly, I hope one day when I grow up, I'm like you because I can't do it. So yeah, it's just all these things I see mothers doing, I just feel like they're not even a thought for dads, even down to, you know, planning the Christmas dinner, more time we're cooking the Christmas dinner, we're picking the presents, we're wrapping the presents. (laughs) Like, all of that we have to think about. No wonder I wanted to sleep for a week once Christmas Day had had come. Um, And that's not anything bad against dads. Like, my partner, he is a good man and he's a good dad. But I just... These types of things, I just feel like men, they just don't even think of them. Um, And they can smite me down for saying all they like, but it's the truth and I bet any mom's listening to this, I bet you nine times out of ten, they're all saying, yeah, yeah, that was me who did all of this in the household this Christmas. So first of all, round of applause for you moms, for all, for that extra shift that you put in for Christmas. Like, your kids are going to love you and be so grateful for it, especially as they get older and they've got those Christmas memories to look back on. I don't really remember much of my Christmases. Do I remember any of my Christmases? I remember we always used to go to my nan's for Christmas dinner, but that's about all I remember. Um, I'm actually currently drinking my last Bailey's hot chocolate of the season because I cannot keep low-key drinking Bailey's hot chocolate with no one noticing and getting a bit warm inside. I can't do it anymore. I'm also not even supposed to eat dairy, so the fact that I completely disrespect myself every Christmas for Bailey's, we won't talk about that right now, but yeah. So the mental load of motherhood, I just feel like it really comes to a head when it comes to the festive period. Um, And then just in general, like I was having a conversation with a mom that I met at a a dinner I went to the week before Christmas. And we were just laughing and comparing how it's even the little things like if we were leaving the house, it's me that is packing the bag. It's me that's making sure there's nappies in it, even just day to day. I get Skylar dressed um, and I do her hair. Granted, I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to that specifically. So I probably would fly into a rage if he tried to do it. But it's the fact that he doesn't even think to. If I didn't, I think she would stay in her pyjamas all day, which doesn't make a difference at the moment because she is a baby. So I get it. But at the same time, why does she have last night's baby go on? Why does she not have a fresh baby go on today? Um... Then we were laughing specifically because it was like, when it comes to meal times, when it comes to her dinner times, I'm thinking of all the meals as well and I'm preparing all the meals, unless I'm specifically not going to be there and I've left it out for him with the instructions. Why? Why do they not think of these things? And I remember I left him not long ago, I left him with Skylar I can't remember where I was. I must have been doing something important because it was definitely not resting in the house. But anyway, when I came back, he was just like, I take it back. Because quite often he's made remarks that I don't do anything all day. And I think that that's a general misconception. Misconception. It's not the Baileys guys. I've only had two gulps. Um, It's a common misconception that when you're at home with the baby, if you're a stay-at-home mom, are you chilling? We are not fucking chilling. 
it's like, it's more hard work than going to work. Like me going back to work is probably going to be less taxing than me the last 10 months being at home with the baby. So yeah, he was just like, I understand now you, you do a lot. I understand it's hard and I'll never say it again. And he hasn't. And sometimes I'll make the joke like, mm, remember when you said, because they, because they're not experiencing it. They don't understand. Like I get, the thing is for me, it's the different developmental stages. Like I get potentially in the beginning when they just lie there and they sleep most of the day. As, apart from if you're breastfeeding, because again, that's still not a break because especially at the beginning, you're just constantly breastfeeding. And then even if you then go on to expressing, like I was talking to my friend who was expecting the other day and she was saying that she's planning to express. And I'm like, even with expressing, just be prepared. It's a full-time job. And that's why I always say breastfeeding. I never really ask moms if other moms, if they are breastfeeding. Um, I will only really open up the conversation if they give an indicator that they want to talk about it. Because to me, I feel like breastfeeding is so personal to each mom because you feel a lot of shame around whatever decision you make. Because it's like if you're breastfeeding and you're in a public setting, you're shamed that you're feeding your baby. If you're breastfeeding, it's like, well, you know, you, sh you, you should be expressing so that he can help you in the night, then you wouldn't be so tired. What if that mom wants to exclusively breastfeed? She wants to enjoy that moment, that connection. That doesn't mean that she gets to complain less about how difficult it is. That's a personal choice that she's made. And... I, I envy you. I wish that could have been it for me. But it's like I say, from my own experience, it, it I feel like it's either for you or it's not. In my experience with breastfeeding, the first with my firstborn, I had really bad baby blues, which looking back now definitely did lead into depression. Um, but I would just sob. And I remember my partner at the time didn't know what to do. And breastfeeding is difficult. It's not just some, you don't just whack the baby on and, hey, presto, here we go. It's, it, there is a bit of skill required there. Like, you need to be able to get them to latch on correctly. You need to be using both breasts. So, yeah, it didn't work out the first time. So then when I was having Skylar this time, I do remember I was in my mind thinking, dead set, I want to breastfeed. I want to get to breastfeed. I want to get to breastfeed. And I did. But... It was a short-lived journey and I came to the conclusion that whilst I'll mourn the fact that I can't breastfeed for as long as I wanted to, I've experienced it and the experience is not for me. So I was breastfeeding at the start but then Skylar had a tongue tie so she could not latch properly which was making it very painful for me, making my nipples very sore. Then I was expressing but with expressing, even when you're expressing, the amount that you get out, so at the start I wasn't getting enough milk out. So for you to express enough milk to give to a bottle, you're, you're literally expressing every couple of hours. Which, in my lifestyle, if I've got another child, I need to do the school run A, B, C, D. It really was not ideal. I tried it for a bit and then in the end, I cried to my partner one day. I was like, this is making me so miserable. And so I stopped. Um, my milk had already started to dry up. 
And making that decision to stop, it was difficult because you feel the shame that you're letting your baby down um, or that you're any less of a mum because you're not breastfeeding. And of course, then the people were shaming at all. You know, breast is best. Like for my first child, she was formula fed and she's perfectly fine. <laughs> you know, she's got one of the best immune systems um, that I know. So, yeah, I feel like that decision is a personal one. And so anyway, back to the point of what I was saying, because it has been addressed to me that I do go off on tangents, but, you know, hence why I started a podcast. Yeah, so even if you're staying at home with the kids, if you're breastfeeding, that in itself is a full-time job, so you're definitely not chilling. And then um, as they get older and they start developing more and they start learning new skills, like I'm at a stage now where she's crawling and if I let her out of her playpen, she wants to try and pull the TV down. She wants to try and climb up on the sofa. She Like, she's moving mad. So I'm chasing her. And then if I put her in the playpen, she's unhappy that she's in the playpen and she's grizzling. Then there's the grizzling because she's teething, which I just feel like she's been teething since she was four months old and it just won't stop. Um, so yeah, at no, at no point in there am I chilling. Yeah, I may look like I'm chilling because I'm sitting at home, but it's also very mentally taxing as well. I'd love to be able to be more active. So before winter hit, I was a walking warrior. I was literally walking every single day. Um, I had my route. I was doing like 5k a day. And then winter came and it's like, you don't really want the baby. I get that you can wrap them up, but when it's raining or it's snowing or it's like literally blisteringly cold or you know when it's hella windy like you don't want to be taking your baby out for a walk especially not as we hit cold season as well so she's had quite a few colds um well not quite a few colds she had a cold like two or three times but it was traumatic because it's like in the night she's choking on mucus we're having to use the aspirator which is a devil's weapon I, I actually can't do it my partner has to do it um, because the screaming that comes out of my daughter when you're sucking out the snot is unreal. Um, so you just don't want to do anything that's going to potentially make that worse or encourage that to happen. Um, in fact, I don't even know if it's an old wife's tale that you go outside and you're going to catch a cold. <laughs> I don't actually think that's the thing. But as well, mentally, when it's darker as well, I just have not been able to do it. So I lost my walking passion. Um, I still do my workout class on a Saturday morning um, and I attempt to do home workouts sometimes but let's be real by the time it gets to the end of the day I'm too tired to do the home workout but to start my day with the home workout is over ambitious too because she has me up a good three times in the night at least minimum that's a very good night three times um the broken sleep makes you too tired to get up to want to then go and do exercise. Like, And I don't understand at what point is it going to give. Do you know what I mean? Because I have to do something to make a change. But at the same time, it's like I'm waiting for the impossible to happen. I'm waiting for her to sleep through the night. And I'm just, the, the closer she's getting to being one, I'm like, maybe that this is just not an attainable goal. And I have to accept that she potentially is not going to sleep through the night for a long time. So, yeah, I mean, it's like a, this girl that I follow on TikTok and she done a TikTok the other day basically saying, oh, 
you know, my baby will be sleeping through the night by the time they're one. Um, and she was saying her baby was 18 months old. And she said to reduce your expectations to zero because he obviously still is not sleeping through the night. He's one and a half. One and a half. Why is he not sleeping? So, yeah. Um, that is a lot. And so, yeah. The mental load that we go through of motherhood. Always being the coordinator. You coordinating when you leave in the house. You're coordinating everyone's bag being packed. You're coordinating everyone's meals all day. That's my job in this house anyway. Um, and it's exhausting. And so that's why sometimes, like, if he gets up with Skylar in the morning, I think he expects me to be fully rested after I perhaps get an extra hour or so in bed. And it's like, that hour, extra hour or so in bed is not making up for the fact I was up and down in the night. And it's just not stopping this mental exhaustion. Um, yeah. So I found like this season really brought it to a head for me and I just felt exhausted. I feel like I'm getting a bit better now, hence why I can record today. Because let me tell you, I tried to do this yesterday and I had to stop. And I was like, I'm shouting shit because my brain is tired and I just don't have the brain capacity to do this right now. So I don't know why I'm forcing it. Um... But today I feel so much better. I've washed my hair and I feel like I've got my life together. But yeah, in following on from um, my partner thinking I stay at home all day and do nothing, this week is my last week off. It's my last um, week of maternity leave and I'm going to be going back to work. And even though it's a phased return, so I won't be, bam, straight back to work every day. I feel like I'm grieving. I'm grieving the end of my time with just my baby. The time that I had to just dedicate to being her mom. And even just saying that sentence, just being her mom, because there's nothing just about it. There's nothing. And I, I found myself saying it time and time again. I'm just a mom. I'm not just like, there's no such thing as just a mom. Like we do literally do so much and it's such an important job. So it almost feels like going back to work is a less important job and a waste of my time, even though logically I know that that's not the case. I have to go back to work to earn money for my household and for myself more than anything. Um, but it doesn't make it any easier. And I've had to, I've picked a nursery. The nursery is really close to where I live. So that gives me peace of mind in the sense of, okay, anything happens, I'm right there. But I almost think it's worse. I feel like I'm going to want to run down the road and snatch her out of there. But it's just the act of having to give your child to strangers to care for. Because there's even family I wouldn't give my child to care for. So the fact that I have to trust tra strangers, strangers, strangers to do it. It is a lot mentally. Again, another mental load. Because to my partner, it's she's going to be fine. She's going to get to socialise. It's going to be good for her skills. And it's like, those things can all be true, but also it's a very sad time for me. Um, and I'm just grieving having to now, having to now share myself with something that's going to take up a lot of time and responsibility. And that takes away from me being a mom, and I don't like that. Um, it's been bittersweet. I felt like I, I thought originally I was going to be able to take a year off and 
I was going to have be able to cope with having a couple of months with no pay, zero pay, but the cost of living is rising. It's all we hear about, and it's it's freaking true. Like everything is so much more expensive. The food shop is slowly getting more and more expensive. You know, we have more to pay for now when it comes to you know the babies. They need clothes. They need milk. They need. It's a lot, and so. As much as I don't like it, it's the way of the world, I have to go back to work. I'm going to drop one day, that's all I could feasibly drop. So I know I'll have one day to look forward to being with Skylar and, you know, picking up my eldest from school and spending time with her after school, rather than the days where I'm going to be getting back from school and then being like, yeah, go to your room, like, i got to finish work. So yeah... And ultimately, I am just, oh, I am still just so grateful that this is the way of the world and that we work from home now because I could be going back to a lifestyle of after-school club, breakfast club. So I do count my blessings, but at the same time, I just wish society made it easier for moms to, to be moms, to be there and to just be moms. Um, but instead, there's so much pressure that we must work and we must go back to work and we must be okay with it. And to me, I'm not okay with it. I am going through a grieving process. I thought I was going to want to do loads and loads of activities this week. We've done, we've literally done one because I've just wanted to enjoy that chill time um, with nothing, no expectations and no pressures. So yeah, it's a, it's a wild time. I'll document like what, what it's going to, what my journey is going to be like going back to work. But yeah, at the moment, I just feel sadness. I get, that, you know, there's excitement that I'll have some kind of identity outside of being a mom. But let's talk about that for a moment because once you have a child, like, you do go through an identity crisis. And they are, you either get through the identity crisis or I feel like some people never do. And that's where the psychological issues come down the line. But you go through this identity crisis because you have to literally let go of the person that you were before you had that baby they're not coming back anymore. You're a different person. Your body's different. Not even just looks-wise. Like, your body just went through something so amazing, even if it was traumatic. And it will never be the same again. You will have a post-baby body, and that's perfectly fine. Um, but, yeah, you go through this identity crisis where it's just like, who am I? What do I enjoy? What should I look like? Like, for me, my identity crisis has looked like for starters, what do I wear? And I feel like, I don't know if any other moms who became moms during COVID and post-COVID feel this way, but we had the COVID period where it was lockdown and we were just at home all the time. My wardrobe became gym clothes, even though I wasn't going to the gym, and tracksuits and pyjamas. And I found that I just have such a surplus of pyjamas and house clothes and gym clothes but no real outfits, no real clothes. And you know what? I used to really be into dressing. I used to be really into fashion. I did it at college. I did it at uni. I really cared about what I wore. And now I find myself... It's to the point, my, my partner calls one of my gym outfits my uniform. It's like my school run uniform. I wear it most days, Monday to Friday, because I can just throw it on in the morning and go do the school run. And sometimes I'll look the way I look in the 8am school run and then if I'm going somewhere 
during that day. Oh, well, I've got a chance to go home, get ready for my day and, and wear something else. And I'm a new mom, come the 3pm school run. But I'll tell you, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, the identity crisis, like, I, I feel like I don't have a sense of style anymore. I don't, I don't know how to dress anymore. I don't know how I want to look anymore. Um, and it really, like, bugged me out. Um, I threw away a lot of clothes now. You know what? I'm going to end up doing another one before the new year starts. Because I don't know if anyone else does this. I Every time I go for a clear out, I keep a certain amount of clothes because I think, yeah, I'm going to wear that. Let me tell you, I have not worn any of them. None of them. Like, there's a box I can think in my head on top of the wardrobe. Just throw it away. I have, like, five pairs of jeans that I don't fit into anymore. <laughs> And a part of me is holding on to them because it's like, maybe I'm going to get to a certain weight and I'm going to fit into these jeans again. But I'm looking at these jeans like, do I even want to fit in these jeans again? So yeah, it's a difficult one. I don't go out. So it's like, it's not going out clothes. It's literally, I'm trying to find my day-to-day -day style. And one of my resolutions now is I'm going to start a capsule wardrobe because I've decided I'm so tired of opening a full wardrobe and being like, I have nothing to wear. And then also looking at the clothes I have and thinking, as a mom of two, as a soon to be 33 year old next week is my birthday, as where I am in this stage of life, the things I enjoy doing, are these clothes even appropriate anymore? Do they even fit anymore? And I'm not into these whole aesthetics because I'm just not of that age range. So for me, I'm going to build a capsule wardrobe. I've been doing research on it. I've been saving stuff on Pinterest, um, saving TikToks. That is my goal because it makes so much more sense for me as a person to have a range, small selection of basics that go with each other and rotate rather than having a bunch of odd bod clothes that I never, ever put on, but they're taking up room. So yeah, there was that identity crisis. And then it was just like, also getting used to the fact I have more than one child. There was the thought of, because I was a singular parent for so long, like like I said before, with my eldest, we broke up when she was, she wasn't even one yet. And then we broke up properly after she, you know, just after she turned one. So it was just me and her for ages. So then life was different. Like she was going to her dad, well, she still does. She goes to her dad's every weekend and... I was free to do whatever I wanted to do at the weekend. Now, there's no such thing. Like, I'm... It's been both a beautiful thing and uh, an adjustment to get used to at the same time. Having my kids 24-7. Well, I can't say kids. Having my youngest, having my baby 24-7. Um, and I love that. And don't get me wrong, like, I'm so grateful of that as well. It's all I ever dreamed of. But it is an adjustment. Like, okay, you can't just go and do things. You can't have this other life if that makes sense like now motherhood really is a part of my identity and I've really been thinking about it because what they say to you I don't know if you're first time mom and you've heard this but they say don't make motherhood your whole identity and I don't know why they say that because how could it not be it's it's who I am it's the very essence of who I am and that's how I found myself embracing it so much more because I've always cared about my motherhood I've always been passionate about it but due to past experiences and things I went through I kind of played it down or I kind of just 
put it to the side. And of course, as your child gets older, they gain more independence. They need you in other ways that aren't so intense. You do come away a little bit from it. But now becoming a mom again, I've realised that motherhood really is all I care about. (laughs) So it is a massive part of my identity and there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, there's still me, there's still Tamira, there's still likes and enjoyments and, you know, activities I like to do that have nothing to do with motherhood. But ultimately, I am a mom. I'm a mom of two and I'll die for that. And that's, uh, that's what I'm passionate about. So don't be so stuck on don't make it this, this whole, don't make it a whole part of your identity. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I agree that you need to have something for yourself though. So for me, you know, this podcast is something for myself, you know, my journey with my hair, that was something for myself. I make sure I maintain friendships. Um, There are things that I have for myself that don't revolve around my kids, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with your kids being the centre of your universe. Um... So that's another reason why I'm also sad about maternity leave ending. It's like you have to put being a mom, not, it's like you've got to put it on the back burner. You've got to put it to the side. It can't be at the forefront anymore because your employer, they will enforce to you that their business is more important. And that business is never going to be more important than my kids. But it's an important part of maintaining my kids' life. So, yeah, don't get too caught up in the identity in that sense um I really feel like it's just accepting the death of the person you were before you had that baby no matter what child you're on you were still going to be now a different person to the person you were before they arrived um so allow yourself the time of grace to just mourn that grieve that accept that and then look forward to okay what great things have changed or improved or what new things about me have cropped up now that I'm a mom again and just work with your strengths in that way. Um, your identity is always a large part going to be being a mother. Um, but I just think there's a beautiful way in there of still finding who you are in that motherhood so that your kids, like, they look up to you eventually as you as an individual, not just the parent. Um... So yeah, I also just want to say it's a journey, it's not a race. Um, So you might not have it all figured out for a while. I feel like I was so lost in myself for a long time and I just had the one child. And I feel like only when I became 30, when I turned 30, that life really changed for me and a lot of things just clicked into place. And so you also got to give yourself that time and grace um so yeah now is the time that we're setting intentions for the new year and for me I I'm setting intentions that this next year now I'm gonna go even harder for myself um I feel like we are as mothers taught that we come last and that everyone comes first our kids come first our partner comes first but you know what I really have realised this year from putting myself first is that it makes me a better partner and it makes me a better mother. 
if I'm not filling my cup, if I'm not finding things I enjoy, if I'm not enjoying my self-discovery, if I'm not, you know, putting myself out there to try new things, if I'm not experimenting with what I want to wear or, you know, even something as small as experimenting in what you're cooking, you know, all these things that contribute to your self-discovery, if you're not doing that, you start to resent the people around you and you don't want to be resenting your kids. And by filling your cup and being the best you you can be, it reflects in your children, it reflects in the world around you. Like my relationship is stronger than ever at the moment, even though, and I will do an episode about this, I hated him for a couple of months and I wanted to kill him and he, he pretty much probably hated me too. Um, because the strain of having a baby, having kids in general, but having a baby when it's something new, it does put a big strain on your relationships, friendships too. You know, you can't see your friends as often. Um, but yeah, I found that really throwing myself into my own personal development, it improved who I am as a person, my outlook and all the relationships it fed into it. So... Yeah, if there's one resolution that you're making, you know, make it about your personal development, not just snapping back and losing baby weight, you know, that will come with time. It's like I was saying to my partner yesterday, I'm just a bit confused. I'm not doing anything different. I'm not doing anything specific right now, but I appear to have lost weight. So then I'm like, am I ill? Or do you know what I mean? Like what what's happening? Because your body needs time to adjust and go through those changes so give yourself grace I just feel like baby weight I get it like your body don't feel the same and I still look at my belly sometimes and think you've got to go but at the same time it really is low on my list for me now it's more holistic health like how I feel in general my mental health my emotional health and my physical health they all need to be married together um so for me that's going to look like I'll just share with you some of my intentions for me that's going to look like my morning routine setting an intentional morning routine and being consistent with it because consistency is number one thing I struggle with because carving out that time for me in the morning is probably the only time I'm going to get productive time I'm going to get for myself because you know once your kids are in bed you're knackered flat out forget it I just want to shower and go to bed but I need to have that time in the morning because my mind is so easily taken away by the trials of the day. So yeah, maintaining a consistent morning routine is a key one for me. Um, also my health in general. So going back to basics, do you drink your two litres of water a day? Are you taking your supplements? Because I can't tell you how much a difference supplements have made to, for instance, my periods. Like the period I just had, I know I've talked about them before, but the period I just had, I didn't even know it was coming. And, well, I knew it was coming from a calendar, but I didn't feel it in my body, if that makes sense. And I had zero pain. Um, And I really feel like that's down to not just the mental work, but also the physical work. And that's why I'm saying... Health for me is more holistic, it's less superficial, it's less about how I look, it's more about how I feel in my body, because now, as I've gotten older, I'm going to be 33 next week, I care more about being a 
healthy, alive individual for my kids. I may not have the most banking body. Um, I may have a mum tum for a while. Who knows? I hope not, but who knows? As long as internally my body is working and I, I can... Obviously, we can't, you know... When it's your time to go, it's your time to go. But for me, I care more about being able to be... I don't want to be ill. I want to be fit and healthy for my children. So, yeah. I've been looking a lot into different things like that. Like, at the moment, I'm trying to swap out caffeine for cacao. And experimenting with doing... I'm going to use that cacao ritual in my morning routine. It's just about finding what works for you. Um... But yeah, that's one of my main goals because for me, I feel like it's the little things that make the big things work. And at the moment, uh, I've been really struggling with postpartum rage over the past six months. My mental health has gone up and down. Um, My self-image has been up and down. And so I really just want to get everything into a stable place. So that I can build on my bigger goals, if that makes sense. So, yeah, to all my mamas, you as a as a as the individual, not just the mom, but that is you as the mom. I want you to really think about yourselves and think about putting yourselves first and what goals you have for yourself for this next year that ultimately can help you get the goals for your family, your spouse, your career, all those things. Um, I don't like this self-sacrificial narrative that we have around mothers. Um, We need to start being more selfish with intention into who we are. And yeah, that's all I really wanted to say today. I hope everyone has a really beautiful new year, whoever you spend it with. I've got a really nice episode coming up um with uh, a mom I spoke to called Atlanta I can't wait to put that one out um it's a really nice conversation so yeah and if you're a mom listening you can follow us on Instagram why do I say us it's me (laughs) you can follow me on um a underscore mama underscore like me on Instagram I really my hope for this next year is to continue sharing conversations with other moms who have gems and advice and stories that can really help other moms not only not feel alone but help them through things that they may be trying to navigate um I've got two moms in mind but if anyone is listening and would like the opportunity to share their story or to share a conversation um I'm open to anyone um please just drop me a message But yeah, thank you all once again for listening, for joining me here, for the people who join me for every episode. I appreciate you. The people who message me and let me know that what I've spoke about has helped them. I appreciate you more than you know. And yeah, happy new year, everyone. And thank you for being here.